everybody. This is Tim Blanchett with Divorce661.com. Today we're speaking with Jennifer Taylor. She is a CPA and a certified divorce financial analyst with offices in San Clemente, California. And we're going to learn all about what she does and what her service provides and how she can help you going through the divorce process. I want to talk more about your kind of process, procedure, intake, um, that, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I work with you in the essence of if we get into a kind of financial quagmire, if you will, or it goes, mm-hmm. there's issues that go beyond my level of expertise or even comfort level where I feel they right. should speak to someone in your shoes that can give them the correct answers so we're not playing the guessing game. Plus, that allows me to keep them kind of you know, with my services and then not having to get attorneys or go somewhere else. If I can mm-hmm. offer someone, say, here's who you need to talk to, it makes, it makes me look better as well. But how, in as far as the service you provide, is it different when, say, someone calls you on their own accord, like they're not working with an attorney or someone like myself, or they are you know, doing their own divorce, or you know, they, have, they have attorneys, does your service change? Or how does that impact how you, how you help someone? Yeah, um, so I kind of look at it in three primary buckets as to how I'm helping um, clients that come in, depending on what that approach looks like. So from a more DIY or self-represented side, uh, you do not need to have an attorney to work with me. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, these are people that are either working together with their spouse so they are amicable and I am representing them from a third-party financial neutral standpoint. Um, You know, they've got financial complexities. They want to make sure they're making the right decisions. So I'm either helping them in the context of Um, helping them to value certain assets that they need on a standalone basis to reach Mm -hmm. agreements that they have. So those are more one-off limited scope type services, or I have my divorce financial planning slash mediation packages, which are the more full service comprehensive start to finish, meaning that, you know, we're not done until you and your spouse have reached an agreement on the property division and you fully understand what that looks like. So, so that's where, you know, at the end of the day, I sit down with them. We do um, that same analysis that I was referring to earlier about the uh, goals, priorities, um, what that looks like and do my best to work with those clients all the way through to the end to ensure that they're obtaining or achieving as much of that as possible. Um, from a mediation standpoint, if couples are working with an outside mediator, then I can also provide services where I'm either, again, representing both of them as a neutral or I play the role of advocate. If there's one of wants to seek uh, information to bring into mediation or that mediator needs a financial expert that can be relied upon for some of these specifics or evaluations or um, scenarios that they can then bring in or they can bring me into mediation. I've done that in the past as well. So so that looks a little different. Um, And then finally, the litigated cases, that's really going to be where I'm representing one of the two parties and I'm either most predominantly contracted directly from the attorney to really represent that particular individual's case and to ensure that we're getting the most uh, optimized outcome possible given the details of that case. So really those three buckets, the DIY mediated and litigated, they're, they're all a little different, but 
um, my either a la carte valuation type services or mm. the full comprehensive divorce financial planning packages are are best suited for those. Gotcha. Yeah, you, your service works great for me as far as a complement to what I do because I can either, you know, if they if they have a completely financial related, like we have many many clients who you know they're twenty years married, they're getting divorced, and the children are grown. So it's not it's not a custody issue. It's financial. Yep. Exactly. And they can either come, I can send them to you to get the financial situation handled, either, as you say, treated more, more like a DIY where they have me preparing the paperwork in the background, but they need uh, some additional financial assistance on that end. Or, you know, if, if they come to me and they're right off the bat, you know, they're not, they want to be amicable, but they're becoming frustrated because they, they're not able to come up with an agreement. They can use even your more comprehensive you know, mediation package. And once you've got those issues settled, you just come right back to me. And we're exactly. It's a pretty seamless process because at the. Uh Hi, Tim Blanchett up here with Divorce661.com. And in this episode, I want to give you an idea of how much longer your divorce will take in California if you go through the courts as far as if you're one of those people that says, I'm going to let the court decide or I'm going to let the judge decide. So. Today is December 20th, 2017, and we filed a request for a trial setting. This is the first of uh, many hearings you'll go to before the actual trial. The notice of trial setting or request for trial setting uh, is filed with the court to let the court know that there are issues, specific issues, whatever those might be. And we have to do this in cases where the parties are not in agreement and they need to get into the court system itself. So we filed this on, looks like I sent this out on December 13th. We received the notice that the trial was set on December uh, 18th. It was actually filed with the court, which that part was actually surprisingly fast. However, the mediation date is February 1st, 2018, and the actual trial setting has been set for April 10th. 2018. So that's four months from the time we requested the trial setting. And then April, on April 10th, this is not their trial. This is going to be their first appearance so the judge can find out what's going on and then make specific orders related to what the parties need to do for their next hearing. And again, you usually will have several hearings before you'll have the actual trial. So for this, these clients, they probably won't go to trial till I would guess July or August of next year, eight months, four months just for the trial setting. And again, at that hearing, the court's gonna find out what's going on, what the issues are. They'll set another hearing, usually another two months out and say, do this and that, and then come back. And then there'll be another mandatory uh, mediation uh, that'll occur. And then if that doesn't work out, then they'll set the trial. So, so much simpler if you guys sit down at the kitchen table and figure out your issues and enter into a written agreement. But where you can't, you are greatly going to extend the length that it takes for your divorce to finalize. Tim Blankenship, Divorce661.com. Hope you're having a great day. We'll talk to you soon.